What are friends for? Friends are for reminding us that friends hire friends and women hire women. And that's how we achieve world domination. I'm Pallavi Sastry. And I'm Pallavi's best friend, Gabrielle Ruiz. There's like four Crazy Ex-Girlfriend songs written about all everything that you just said, for sure. Well, I said that because of a text message you sent to me a couple of days ago, because I am sort of on a roll with hiring friends and they're all women. And you're like, that's like world domination level. (laughs) (laughs) I called it Pallavi's Prime. This is Pallavi's <laughs> Prime. She's been investing, 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 investing. And she's like, now's the time. This is it. Oh, I'm so happy Everybody come with. That... Yes, everybody come with. Do you want to share a little bit of like a little bit of I sleigh? will. I totally will. And I and I was going to say this as my sleigh today because it is our season finale. <gasps> and the season five, I can't believe we're here. So, but before we do that, I do want to point attention to this resource that we found. And I felt like as podcasters, like startup podcasters who have really like built from the ground up. And I wanted to impart some wisdom and advice to go and check out this really awesome resource called Podcash. And it's this partnership between Racket and Stir, which are like, uh, Stir is like a financial thing. And then Racket, I think is like an audio recording thing. But anyway, they gave out like, I think $100,000 to a bunch of different podcasts recently because they they know how hard the game is. And we know that it can be really difficult to get a show off the ground. And we would have gone nuts for something like this when we first started. Oh, yeah. I highly recommend going to podcast.com and checking it out if you are a budding or building podcaster for some extra support. So I just thought that was really important. And, you know, because we like to we like to be resourceful here. Yes. Slay like with a dollar sign. This reminds me of my mom's Zoom name. Ready now dollar sign. Did we ever ask her where that came from? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just on my phone. I'm like, well, let me know about your double life later. Maybe in your 70s. Yeah, she's like a mob boss. I hope that's what it is. And compared to what I thought it was. You should slay first. I want to hear your slay and suck. Yeah, sure. So it's my second Mother's Day. Last time I was like three weeks postpartum and play for me for Mother's Day. I slept in. So proud of you. Thanks. How long did you sleep in? Well, I'm a morning person anyway, more than a night owl. And I don't mind waking up with Merck at 630. It doesn't actually bother me, but I do get up like at 530, which really means out of bed, like 548 and then like sit around and drink coffee till she wakes up. Philip was like, what do you want to do for Mother's Day? What do you want to do? And he was just like stressed out about it. And I was like, honestly, I just want to sleep in. And it was fucking glorious. And I realized how much of a prettier person I am. (laughs) Now, notice I said prettier. And I just was like, wow, this is amazing. I can do anything. So that was amazing. And then you and I had dinner together, which was nice. Which also apparently we ruined that because it was a surprise. Like they wanted us to be a surprise. And then as soon as we got to that restaurant and he said party of four and I was like, oh, are the Pesantians coming? And he was like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, why do you think this would be a surprise? Like that's no Philip. Philip was like, I I, I'm going to take you out for dinner. I was like, okay, like what time? And he's like, like eight o'clock. I said, okay, babysitter. And he said, well, Merck can come with us. I was like, babe, eight o'clock. Mm, he didn't really think it through, but he did a great job. It was beautiful. It was amazing. <laughs> 
you talked about your sleigh. Yeah, well, I mean, it's our season finale. So technically, as this is airing, it would have been like days after my film premieres at Tribeca. So <laughs> I don't know what, what I'm going to be like, at, actually, when this comes <laughs> yeah. out. Stay tuned on Paul Slay versus Suck. It might be interchangeable. We'll find out. <laughs> yes. So my, but my suck for the week, I don't know. I'm going to keep it real simple. I got a freaking gel manicure on yeah. Saturday, and I I've already that. lost three of the nails. Oh. Three of them. Three of them. The it hasn't even been five days. So wow. that's my that's suck for the week. Go get your money back. Well, exactly. my suck for the week, it's a season finale thought, a wrap-up thought. All of the mommy bloggers that I admire and watch on YouTube and follow on the socials, for the ones that I reached out to, all mm-hmm. of them have ghosted us on season five of WAF. Like they're not listening or like th- they're not all, responding or- of like saying, Hey, do you want to, I would love for you to come on. I would love to talk about making mom friends. I would love to talk about blah, blah. And they're all like, they don't respond. And I was flabbergasted by that, I guess. Cause I don't know. I don't know. You know, actually, without us going too far into this topic, I think this is actually <laughs> the perfect segue into the guest. <laughs> Who didn't ghost us. She's here. I didn't. Exactly. And is not a mommy blogger. <laughs> the non-mommy blogger, non-ghoster, wife, mom, actor, director, coffee addict, please welcome a very good friend of mine, Melissa Full Metal. Hey. 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 <laughs> Have you ever had aspirations to be a mommy blogger? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Never. Uh, yeah, I have like a low key beef with like everybody trying to tell other people how to parent. You know, like I'm here for like the hacks and like the, you know, I think some people do it in a way that's like, hey, this worked for me, try this. But like the ones that are like, this is what you need to do when your toddler screams, I'm like, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Like, I'm gonna punch you in the um, face. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think that, you know, everyone's doing their best and there's no one way to parent. And every kid is different. I had my first was like, it took me a long time to finally read a book that sounded like it was describing my son. And so that was that was where like my low key rage started because I was like, everybody's telling me what to do and it's wrong. <laughs> I think you're doing everything right and what's perfect Thank you. for you. <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel about every mom out there. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mommy well, bloggers. <laughs> It's fine. They don't want to be on the show and they maybe don't listen on the show. They, they maybe don't even listen. It's fine. But thank you for being here. This is lovely to have you. And also you're new to the show. So one of the things we like to do here is find moments to build each other up and also give ourselves a chance to just kind of talk about what we're slaying. So what are you slaying this week? Let's friend flex. Hey, friends, go on and flex. Ooh. This week, I feel like I'm slaying at self-care. I just wrapped like a little bit more than two month gig where I actually took pretty care of myself on that too, which was a big milestone for me. But being home and having a little bit of a break, I'm like actually prioritizing myself and making sure I get in time each day to work out a little bit, to just like be, you know, like check in with myself a little bit, take things a little slower, be really like present with my kids. And I haven't been good at that in the past. And so Mm. patting myself on the back for that a bit yeah oh we it's a difficult thing to do because we're told that like you know it, it's a selfish thing to do right it's a yeah 
to put ourselves first. <laughs> but I really am such a better like partner, mother, friend, person when I just like take doesn't even have to be a lot of time. Just like a little bit of time every day to just do something I want to do and and whatever I need that day. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I I committed to one hour a week of therapy when my fourth trimester high came down and it was everything. I was it was always my favorite part of the week because I could just be so happy to say hello to everyone again after. Like with my little computer coming out of my closet. I was like, hey guys, let's go. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think it's also harder to prioritize that, you know, as we get older, what we talk a lot about on the show is like, because we are, you know, getting older, it's, it's harder to find new things in general or like make new habits. And so we do really have to like put the extra attention on it whether it is like nurturing a friendship or building a new habit, taking time for ourselves. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So question for you. Have you ever heard of the concept of romantic friendship? No. Oh, but Um, her face though. There was a reaction. (laughs) What was that reaction? So intrigued. I don't know. I'm excited. (laughs) It's a little fluttery, isn't it? It is. (laughs) It's like, oh, Well, it's something we talk about a lot because we're all moms here. And one of the things that we've, that's one of the life changes that we talk about being like a difficult thing to move past and like, do our friends come with us? Do they change with us? Do they Mm -hmm. evolve with us? And we talk about romantic friendship because we feel like it's the same amount of hard to make friends as you get older as it is to like maybe date and find a partner as you get older. But we some for for some reason in society haven't really ever found a parallel between those two types of love, the platonic and the romantic. Mm. And so we've been like really conscious about romanticize or like romancing our friends. Call them because you just want to call them and hear their voice. Buy them a gift if you want. Take ask them to dinner, that sort of stuff. I want to hear your take on what you feel like if that's something that we can have control over or if it's just hard to make friends as we get older. Yeah. I mean, I think yes to both. I think it is, you know, I I find as I get older, it's the beginning or the start of something that becomes more difficult. There's something about when we're younger that like we meet somebody and we click and we're just so like, give me your number. Let's meet. Like there's so much follow through that some, for some reason, dissipates a bit or gets more awkward or uncomfortable or I don't want like what are the boundaries I don't want to overstep maybe they don't like me as much as I like them like I don't know and it is like dating a lot and so I, I find that's the hard thing as I get older I find like a lot of my newer friendships I feel like marinated for a long time until it was like this is a this is a thing. So we should just hang out more, right? Like it doesn't happen as quickly as it did when I was younger. But I love that idea of like romancing. So I lived in New York for a very long time. I moved to LA about 10 years ago, but my inner circle of friends are mostly still in New York and they're just the people that know me the best. And as much as I love all the friends that I I have in LA and some of them I are old friends from New York, you just, you have like your people, (laughs) your like core people. And so they're all in New York. I have like a lot of friendships that require extra time an intention to keep healthy and keep going. And so it requires making like FaceTime calls and, you know, trying to plan trips or, you know, luckily like work takes me to New York enough. So I still see them a few times a year, except 
obviously these past two years. And, but I love the idea of like, I, I think I used to like, you know, send like a silly card for Halloween or do little things like that, that I think I've dropped since having kids. And I, this feels like a good reminder to like do that again. I feel like we all do it around Christmas time, but yeah, just to like send random notes or flowers or whatever, you know? Yeah. I love that. I feel like for me, when it came to moving across country, I was able to widen the lens of how I treated my New York friends, which Mm -hmm. wasn't great, actually. Mm. I actually didn't invest in spending time where I didn't allow vulnerability or time and, and effort. And so a lot of my inspiration moving to Los Angeles was to change that and to try again. It was like this whole cool, new, fresh take. So mm-hmm. how have your friends here in Los Angeles, when it comes to investing, like you, like you're saying, your New York friends take time and then you know when you can do that and able to, to process that friendship. How has it been in comparison with your out Los Angeles friends? Like, are you, what kind of Melissa are you to your New York friends? And what, is Melissa the mm. same with her LA friends? I think that's a maybe better way of putting it. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I'm mostly the same, but I, I do think that I'm maybe there's just something about when you're with the people that knew you when you were like 19 yeah. and dumb, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that my LA friends have fully seen that side of me maybe yet. <laughs> And with those friends, there's a lot of finishing each other's sentences and Mm. getting into these like stupid runs where we're making each other laugh. And like, you know, there's there's all these already established dynamics over like 20 years of friendship. So with my L.A. friends, yeah, it's different. I would say a lot of my L.A. friends are like parent friends, like Mm -hmm. mommy friends that I've made. So a lot of our connection is around that and being parents and our kids. And and then I would say like the other half is, you know, people I've met through work, obviously my Brooklyn fam. And that's unique too, because like, especially when it comes to like Brooklyn fam, like that's an experience that really we, that was so unique that we went through together and all the highs and lows of it that no one else really gets. You know, and so there's a kind of special dynamic there too. And there's certain things I talk about professionally or how work is affecting me personally that I don't talk about with other friends. And so, yeah, I guess I'm like, as I'm answering this, I'm realizing I have little different dynamics with different like groups of friends. Right. But I think that happens like. And I think that's healthy. I think there's, we call it like the friendship tier cake. You know, there's, there's like Mm -hmm. smaller, there's smaller room for the closer friends. And then it just widens out and everyone can have their share of Melissa. Everyone can have their share of Gabrielle just in a very, very different way. Yeah. 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 I think that's accurate. I want to unpack something you mentioned about how that having that show family also because there was highs and lows, but the highs are high and like the people who don't get that may perceive your life as a certain thing. Like, have you experienced any any challenges with nurturing your friendships through the successes you've had? Because, you know, sometimes that can, in what we do, like people can have feelings about that. (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's and she's like, moving on. No, I'm kidding. It's, no, no. <laughs> Next question. No. <laughs> it is an interesting thing, you know, when you have success, right? There's like the most obvious, like the people that come out of the woodwork that you're like, oh, hi, 
we're we're still friends. Like <laughs> I I was not aware. <laughs> and then you start to notice your real friends and the people that mm-hmm. really know you are asking you how is this success affecting you? Or, you know, they're like, they're checking in. They're like, are you okay? You know what I mean? They're not always just like, oh my God, this is so amazing. They're Mm -hmm. like, hey, this is amazing. Congrats. But like, how are you? Like, does it feel like a lot of pressure? Like what, you know, they like cut right to it. Yeah. And then there's, you know, uh, the friends that don't, don't do that (laughs) and are just trying to stay in your orbit, I guess. And it feels as time goes on more and more like that. And that's that. And I get it, but it also sucks. I think when you uh, achieve a, a big success in your life, that is, especially if it's a public one, it reveals things about people. And sometimes it's surprising and heartbreaking. And sometimes you're just like, oh, yeah, I always had that feeling about that person. Like, here's just confirmation. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hi, I'm Melissa Fumero, and you're listening to What Are Friends For? Have any of those relationships that you have chosen to peacefully, it doesn't have to be in any way dramatic, um, because I believe friendships can be peacefully ended or disconnected. Have you had some of those friendships end in any way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, yeah, I've had some people just kind of disappear. (laughs) And then I've had, yeah, some people, I I think some of the people that all of a sudden were trying to like invest more energy at like a high point of my professional life. And you just go, "Mm -mm." and then you just uh, kind of let it fade, I guess. You know, I I haven't had, I don't think I've had too many moments. I've I've definitely had some friendships end with a conversation, but most of the time, you know, if I don't, if there's not like a thing, I just, you know. You send it off the space. Yeah. You do like the bare minimum. People get it eventually, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. I I think the first time I had, it wasn't like we ended the, the friendship in the conversation, but it was fun. It was in New York, actually. It was like sort of probably on my way out, maybe a few months before I moved out to LA. And we had met for lunch, this old friend and I, and I remember us saying, well, you know, maybe we should, we should try and see each other again. Or like, we both said that, but I felt like we both knew that we didn't mean it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Because sometimes it doesn't have to be dramatic. Like sometimes yeah. it is just unspoken, you know, where yeah. you're just like, all right, like our lives are just going in different directions and, yeah. you know, it's, it just is what it is. I think sometimes you just naturally outgrow people and it doesn't have to be dramatic or, no. you know, uh, yeah. And it doesn't, and, a, you know, sometimes having a conversation about it makes it more dramatic than it is. Like, right. you know, you just kind of let it sail off into the sunset, which is like weirder now because we live in this age of like social media. I feel like that was a much easier thing before like the internet and social media, right? Because you're still yeah. always like kind of in touch with people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like sure. before you could just like not call them back and that's it, you know? That's what I mean. Like it's in a lot of ways. It's like, you know, when a friendship ends, it's like you're breaking up and it's like it's it kind of feels similar, you know, like in that particular situation, I hugged that person, I walked away from them and I thought it's probably the last time I'll talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was very yeah. cinematic. It is. <laughs> I'm Ninth like Avenue. I've, I've definitely had many of those moments. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no time and space for something that is taking up too much time and too much space. Do you know what I mean? Like in, when it comes to friendship, I feel like that comes with, with, uh, work with, with hobbies, you know, if you, if it's not filling Kids. you, if it's not with children, if it's not oh filling my God. you, then you've got to make time for, you've got to just get rid of it and put it on the other side. So yeah. with that, with social media for me is if somebody keeps posting naked booty photos, friends, or if there's an attitude or some sort of something that just doesn't resonate with me from a social media friend standpoint, and, mm. and I don't mean politics. I don't mean all of those kind of things, but just like I, there's there, I have a few things with some friends where I'm just like, you know what, instead of just being disappointed all the time when I see their posts and I've unfollowed a few friends and I never <laughs> tell them because like some of those friendships are like, if you unfollow, you have to request to refollow. Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, because it's that kind of orbit in my social, in my phone and my grazing yeah. online where I don't want to, this might be controversial to say, but I don't want to see that. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. want to, every time I grunt with just like someone that's lazy. Okay. Like I'll just confess right now. There's always a friend that's thriving in their laziness. And I'm just like, I can't watch you do this anymore. It's like girls. I can't watch girls because of the complaining. It's the same thing with some friendships online. There, I said it. On WAF. I feel like that is a much healthier personal boundary than what I do, which is either like <laughs> <laughs> either like do the thing where you like show less posts from this person. Yes. Or like mute the person or like go into like who I follow and like try to like change my algorithm and like like a bunch of other accounts so that I don't see their stuff anymore. Like, which is like, why don't I just unfriend them? Because that takes way less time and effort, but I then feel bad and because I'm prioritizing their feelings over my own. And so you, bravo to you, and oh, man, we thanks. should all take a page from your book because thank don't you. Do it's, what I it's, do. It's, it's just the it's just the booty. It's the naked booty photos, and it's the lazy photo. It's the laziness uh, stories for me. It just annoys the shit out of me. And I'm like, I love you, friend, but I don't want to see your messy cats in bedroom. And like, you think this is great? I just don't. Yeah, yeah. Naked booties. Yeah. Polavi. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I probably missed the point of this whole thing because I was like, you can, you can go in and change how much you see from somebody. <laughs> like, I didn't even know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can mess with your algorithm. I've got my, my Instagram feed is all like travel and pretty houses and, <laughs> and like a few people sprinkled in. <laughs> we would get along great. I love real estate. <laughs> <laughs> and like and like comedians so like my feed is very yeah. entertaining it's like pretty 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 oh let me stop for this good joke <laughs> pretty 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 <laughs> pretty 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 and like I get it like diversify your feed yes but at the same time like for me sometimes social media is just I gotta cancel my thoughts out and just pretty pretty everything that yeah deserves space 100% media too. I oh yeah it. yeah it's also a good way to stay away from that whole like compare and despair and, and, and like, you know, generate these unnecessary feelings of envy that aren't really even real. It's just you're looking at something right now mm -hmm. and you're just like, oh, and then you're going to scroll past it. But that feeling that generated while you're looking at it stays with you and you don't even realize it. Yeah. The, yeah. I don't think I 
follow uh, any people like that or or if I do I've succeeded <laughs> at them not being in my feed because I can't I can't yeah yeah, yeah I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> bravo to everybody like doing it doing it I guess but I yeah no I can't I can't yeah well well one other question about success if you felt the struggle of someone reacting towards yours have you ever had a reaction towards a friend's success that was maybe not your best moment or they felt like, you know, there was some sort of turbulence uh, in your friendship. Oh yeah. Uh, I think especially when I was in my twenties and really struggling, I had a, I, I, for the most part was always from a very young age of like the mindset of like, all right, if I'm not going to get it, like I want somebody I like to get it. And, you know, Mm. I want somebody I admire who I think is a hard worker to like get the role or get the success. But I think there was a point in my twenties where I was really struggling hard and took a couple of friends successes hard and like let it, you know, there was one friendship in particular that was already kind of deteriorating for other reasons. And then they had a big success. And because I think I was upset with how they were treating our friendship in other ways, I was like mad at their success. Like I, I, Mick, I jumbled the two and, you know, had a little bit of like, well, they don't deserve it. Like, you know, which is just ugly. And that, I hated that. And it felt icky for a long time. And that friendship did end up ending, unfortunately, kind of dramatically, but not because of that, but because they changed a bit with their success. Um, And yeah. yeah. And then that's, that's a common thing. And yeah. And then I was like, oh no, that sucks. Mm -hmm. But you already kind of were sucking for other reasons. (laughs) Now you suck more. And now I'm really mad at you. And I don't think we could be friends anymore. I don't want to be your friend anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to be your friend anymore. And she was like, all right, peace. And I was like, oh no. (laughs) It's a very interesting emotional roller coaster we all put ourselves through. This is why I always say that we're all nuts. And oh my God. Yeah. And it's the, the, we will find the right level of crazies to be friends with us. Yes. And matching Amen. Amen. And finally, I am so glad we're not in our twenties anymore. Can I get (gasps) a friend? Amen on that one. (laughs) Yes. I have been, I've been ready to be 35 (laughs) for 15 years. Wait, is that oh, all? No, I'm 36. Oh, I don't know how old I am. I'm 36. Who cares? I don't know. That's what friends <laughs> are for. Anyway. Lightning one. So here we go. Do you have none, one, or multiple romantic friendships? Mm, multiple. What is your favorite on-screen friendship? I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> it's Amy and Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Okay. In one word or hyphenate, what kind of friend are you? And some examples, like I told you pre-tape, I'm a cactus friend. I'm long-lasting. There's needy, blunt, mommy, you know, maternal. It, I've had someone say powdered donut friend. Ooh. Who was that? Brittany Snow? She said that. Brittany Snow said she's friend. a powdered donut. <laughs> oh. So what kind of friend are you? Like, how oh. do you describe yourself? I am kind of mama bearish to my friends. I'm extremely loyal. Yeah, I don't know. What would that that feels like a 
That's it right there. You're a hyphenate. So you'll you're a hyphenate. loyal mama bear. Loyal I'm mama a loyal, bear. Loyal mama bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do better as a friend? I'm always feeling guilty about, you know, just being busy and not showing up more. I always want to show up more. Yeah. And finally, Melissa, our iconic question. What are friends for? Friends are, oh, <laughs> friends are medicine for your soul. I love that. What a great answer for our season five finale. Yes. Cheers to that. And also, Melissa Fumero, thank you so much for coming on for our season finale. I feel like we've been trying to align all three of our schedules for the last two to three years. and We definitely have. Yeah. We did it. (laughs) We did it. (laughs) Friend success. Congratulations, Pallavi, on the season finale. I love you. I love you. Everyone, everyone go back from the beginning and listen to us from the very top if you finish this, this episode of the season. And also, you can join our Patreon for a little bit of support. We appreciate it. Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four. This episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fastnickel Inc. and presented by Hoo Our supervising producer is Philip Sanchez. Our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho and Rose Harwood. Head of production and marketing is Anna Daniker. Digital content director is Susie Cabello. Our production assistants are Daniela Heredia Vega and Julia Kelch. Our podcast artwork is created by Ashwarya Sukesh. Original music is by Joey Sherman. Special thanks to Irresistible Force Publicity and Hari Savitala. Don't forget to download the free Hoo app to listen to WAF and other exclusive women-led podcasts. And as always, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening now. This helps our show's visibility and helps us keep making it for you. And find us on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at WAF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F Podcast. To find links to our exclusive vodcasts, live shows, shop merch, or even text us, visit WAFPodcast.com. We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, oh, I really haven't checked in with them in a while. Go do that. Yeah, go do that now.